0: Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy.
1: And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash Locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today.
0: Warning. Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised.
1: And welcome to the very first episode of Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the Short on Time. I am John Connor.
0: And I'm Olivia Cornu.
1: Saying thank you for joining us as we dive even deeper into the dark to discuss some more truly terrifying true crime cases Olivia, this is super cool. This is like a brand new show for us. We're getting to kind of play around like it, it feels new, even though it's not new, you know, but it's, it's kind of cool. So I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I'm super excited to be doing this.
0: Yeah. It's like, do we need a new intro? Do we need a new outro? How are we going to do it? How's it going to be? But yeah, I'm really excited and happy Wednesday, everybody.
1: Happy Wednesday. This is the first check the locks Wednesday episode. This is crazy. And for folks who may not know if you're checking out the show for the first time, this is something completely new to us. Usually if you listen to our flagship Monday show, we're going in, we're deep diving, we're researching some cases. We really wanted to take an opportunity to talk about things that are happening in real time. There's plenty of true crime cases that are happening now that we don't always get the chance to talk about. So I'm really excited to dive in with the Olivia. I think we've got a doozy to start off with, but just really, really pumped to kind of be able to talk about some stuff that's happening right now in the moment.
0: All right, John. So what did you bring for us on our very first episode of Check the Locks, True Crime for the Short on Time?
1: So this case actually broke on October 11th. So it's very new. It's still in development. It's kind of a crazy story. And a lot of the stuff that we cover, again, you know, we're talking about cases from the 90s, the 80s, things like that. So it's very interesting to cover something like this where it's happening now. So, This is actually going on in Missouri. So at about 7.45 in the morning, an elderly woman heard a banging, screaming, yelling at her door, and she could hear the woman on the other end saying, you have to help me. I've been raped. I've been held captive. You have to help me. So this woman opens the door, and there is this woman hunched over on her front porch, and she's saying, if you don't help me, if you don't let me in, he's going to find me, and he's going to kill me. So obviously, this elderly woman brought this young lady into her house, and the first thing that she noticed is that this young woman had a metal collar around her neck, and it was secured very tightly, and she described it almost as like a metal dog collar. Mm. Now, according to the elderly woman, and she has not been named probably to protect herself, but it was restricting the victim's breathing. She had ligature marks on her wrist, and she could tell that the young woman was Feeling pretty weak. She brought her inside, gave her some food, wrapped her up in a blanket. Now, a neighbor, Lisa Johnson, said she was shocked when she saw the bruised woman hunched over and crawling up the woman's steps. So, Olivia, as we're going through this, I was kind of wondering, like, what are you thinking? Because, you know, we've covered a lot of cases, you know, again, from the 80s, the 90s, but it doesn't feel like we hear a lot of stories like this that happen recently. So I was just wondering, you know, were you having that same thought or or what are you thinking as we're going through this?
0: Yeah, we haven't talked about really present time cases. And so to hear that someone is being held captive with like a dog collar on her neck in this day and age is truly terrifying. If I'm putting myself in this woman's shoes, it is 7:45 in the morning and you are like basically awoken to someone screaming saying you have to help me, someone's going to kill me and she's clearly been beaten malnourished tied up who knows what else has happened to her and that she just shows up on your doorstep like one where are you coming from you know like are you just in my neighborhood who's tying you up is this some sort of sick joke it is october it's spooky season like there's just a lot of things that would have gone through my head if this was happening to me
1: yeah 100 like i can't imagine sitting at the table 7 45 in the morning i've got my coffee got my bagel and my cream cheese I'm just, you know, watching the news or something like that. And this is like the first thing that I'm confronted with. And it it does, it seems again, like it would be something out of a horror film. Like if you were just face to face with this, I would like to think that I would do the same thing that this woman did where I'm going to bring you in and take care of you. But in my head, I'd be like, something really dark is going on here. Like, should I yeah. pump the brakes? I like to think I'm a better person and I would be like, come on in. But I think in my guts, I'd be like,
0: let's go sit on the back porch. Let's, let's just go to the backyard.
1: Right sit down. I'll call the cops. You don't have to go anywhere. Now, additionally, the woman said her face had been bound, but she had managed to taken that off. She still had some kind of collar device on and the victim shared with the woman that she was being held and that it was a person that lived up the street from her. So again, this woman shows up your door and then she's telling you someone who lives down the street, like in your neighborhood, right, has been holding me captive. I would just immediately be like, which house? Who is it? Like, I want to know right now. Because I imagine it's just, you know, somebody that you wave at or, you know what I mean? You're friendly with your neighbors. Even if you don't know them, it would be very unsettling.
0: Yeah, I've started to kind of pick up on all the cars in my neighborhood as I've been marathon training because I will be running in the neighborhood and I like start waving at the neighbors and, you know, people are recognizing me because I'm going out there four nights during the week. And the same people sit on their porch and the same cars pull up around the same time. And I've become very aware of what is going on in my neighborhood. So if I had this happen and someone showed up on my door, I'd be like, oh, I wave to that man every day. Who would have thought that he was keeping someone captive?
1: I love John married at first sight, you know, just <laughs> hanging out on the porch.
0: I don't think any of my neighbors know who I am.
1: I think that even if they did, they would probably try to play it cool because they wouldn't want to be that person who's like, well, aren't you the person from that TV show? But I think they'd probably be like, oh, hey. And then if you ever got friendly, I'm sure they'd be like, hey, are you? Yeah. You know, but I'm sure it's, you know, you don't want to, I met Chris Pratt one time in Ann Arbor and it was when he was on Parks and Rec and I was drinking pretty heavily that night. And I was like, oh my God, let me get a picture with you. And I was like, you know what? That's a really like, Invasive thing to ask, and I shouldn't ask for a picture. I just I'm a big fan. I like what you do. It was nice to meet you. Like I immediately (laughs) felt bad for like dehumanizing him in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if any of this is gonna make the episode, but
0: that's okay.
1: Now the woman said that she had been held captive inside the home for more than a week and was able to escape when the man left the house. So again, I just can't imagine. Somebody down the street from me has had a woman locked in their basement for a week, you know, and is this the first woman? How many times has he done this, you know?
0: Yeah, I wonder if as this case unfolds, if this is going to end up being like one of our normal cases where it's like, oh, well, this is the 10th woman that he's had. And this has been going on for a decade, you know, hopefully not. But, you know, you never know.
1: Well, what ties in with that is apparently reports say that the victim kept saying he killed my friends they didn't make it. He killed my friends. And apparently, again, according to reports, she just kept repeating that phrase. The young woman reported the alleged kidnapping and sexual assault to the Excelsior Springs, Missouri Police Department at 747 a.m. on that same Friday. The woman told police that she had been held against her will and sexually assaulted. After obtaining a search warrant at 4 p.m. that same afternoon, police searched the old Orchard Road home of Timothy Haslett Jr. At 9.15, police announced that Haslett had been charged with first-degree rape, first-degree kidnapping, and second-degree assault. Now, according to KansasCity.com, Haslett has actually lived in Kansas City Metro since around 2010. Uh, He's been in that specific home since at least 2017. He attended school in Potoka, Illinois, and resided in nearby Vernon until around 2008. He appears to have no close family residing in the Kansas City area, aside from a young son, probably about eight years old. So can you imagine being this kid's son, too, being eight years old and seeing your dad on the news for doing something like this? No. That's got to be pretty disturbing to the entire family, you know? Public records also show it looks like Hazlitt was married in 2013 in independence, but he filed for divorce two years later uh, when his son was roughly 12 months old. He maintained joint legal custody of the child and became the primary custodial parent. After petitioning the court, I guess his son primarily resided with him at the house on old orchard Avenue along with a dog. So, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that he's holding somebody in the basement, but then he also has full custody of an eight year old kid, you know? Additionally, Hasslett spent years working as a union railroad employee. His public Facebook profile lists him most recently as an employer of MH contractors, which is a Kansas City based subcontractor that does rail maintenance work. The company says though that he has not been employed there since June of 2020.
0: That's so crazy that like now if somebody does something, we can look them up on Facebook, look for their Instagram. Like that's just, you know, when we're researching our cases, that's not something that we've come about.
1: Yeah, and I think it's definitely different than a lot of the cases that we do where, you know, Monday's case was on Daniel LaPlante, and that happened in 87. So nobody was like, let's check his Facebook for clues. You know what I mean? It's just a very different world that we're living in. Now, Hasslett doesn't have any kind of serious criminal record at this point. He does have at least 21 moving violations across Missouri and Illinois, and at the time of his arrest, he was actually wanted on warrants in Clay and Ray counties for failure to appear in court. During his initial court appearance on the rape, kidnapping, and assault charges, he pled guilty to the Clay traffic violation.
0: Hmm, so she might be the only victim.
1: She might be, or he's good at... Hiding. Hiding it, you know. Also, if you know, you've lived in different states, you know I mean, who knows what he was doing when he was in Illinois before he came to Missouri or Kansas.
0: And what if he has childhood trauma that we don't know about?
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this case unfolds. You know what I mean? So we will definitely make sure that we're coming back with any updates or, you know, any news. We'll keep an eye on it. We are tracking these cases so that we can bring you these updates. Now, one of the big rumors, because again, with cases like this, things kind of tend to blow up on social media. There is that report of her saying that her friends didn't make it. But According to authorities, there is no evidence that there were any other additional deceased victims in the home. With police saying, we have no further victims that we're aware of at this specific moment in time. We are still processing the warrant and that all is subject to change. She made mention of other victims, but again, there's no sign of them at this time that we have found. Authorities also said that when they made contact with her, it was readily apparent that she had been held against her will for a significant period of time. Now, currently, Haslett is being held in the local jail, and it's unclear whether he has retained an attorney who can speak for him. Now, according to the neighbors who came to the woman's rescue, apparently they're just really hoping that this woman is going to be able to live a life past this. And, you know, they're just happy that she made it out because, you know, heaven forbid she wasn't able to escape. How long would she have been down there? What would have happened to her ultimately?
0: This is really terrifying, you know, that this is still happening to young women out there. And what on that day was the reason that she could escape? You know, there's other stories that have been out there where people have been held in basements. And, you know, the victims who are able to escape, you know, some of them have lived whole lives, you know, in captivity. And then one day they just get brave enough to leave and I just wonder, like, what, what is it about that day? What's different in the routine of that day that they're like, okay, this is the day that I'm leaving? And then how do you build up the courage to, to leave? And it goes back to that fight or flight, you know?
1: Well, I just keep thinking about how lucky this woman is to have been able to escape because there are legitimate stories out there where someone has been kidnapped and they've been held for decades and forced to have a child. And then that child is held captive. So again, if this person is sick enough to kidnap someone, chain them up in the basement with a dog collar and some kind of binding on their face and keep them there for a week, if that's the beginning of what this experience could potentially be, the fact that she was able to make it out, I'm just like, oh, thank God, because she may have never been found. You know, she may have been in that basement for literal years.
0: Yeah, and there's no telling what else he's capable of. I mean, if you're capable of kidnapping and binding up someone and assaulting them and starving them, you're capable of doing far worse things. So I'm glad she is able to get out, tell her story, and you know that he'll hopefully be charged for this.
1: No, I 100% agree. And I, I definitely think that he's going to do some serious time. And again, hopefully the victim, you know, will be able to work past this and still live some kind of healthy as normal of a life as you can. It's just crazy. Like, again, this really took me by surprise because I feel like this is something, you know, you see movies and this is something that like, it's always like in the seventies or in the eighties and it's not, you know, in 2022, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know like sex trafficking and things like that are still very real, but this feels like a seventies or like eighties serial killer Type of thing. I'm going to be really interested to find out as the story goes, like, is this the first one? You know, because now with the cases that we've researched in the past, you always find out about one. But then there's either things that led up to that or like this isn't your first time doing this, you know. So right. it's going to be it's going to be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what the investigators find out. And if she was truly the only one and if she was, was he stalking her? What about her made her the one where did he kidnap her from? Like, there's just so many questions we don't know. But yeah, we'll definitely, we will definitely circle back to this.
1: That's true crime for the short on time.
0: Yeah, I like your first case, John. It was good.
1: Thank you. I thought this would be really cool to cover, give our listeners some kind of breaking news. I still think maybe we should do the Deadpool test. I don't know about you. We'll do a quick version 10. You put, you going 10?
0: <laughs> Straight up 10. I don't want to be kidnapped and held captive. Nope. That's a big fear.
1: Yeah, I'm going 10 as well. Just the idea that in a quiet neighborhood, you're in somebody's basement and whew, again, just so happy that this woman was able to get out is safe. And, and, you know, hopefully as the story unfolds, we don't find that there was a bunch of other victims, but just happy that that she's doing good. So
0: so I really like this idea of our short on time podcast because I get behind on what's happening in the world and I don't have cable. So it's hard to really catch up on what's happening in the news as far as big events And so I think seeing these little crimes that are happening will keep me up to date a little bit better by doing the podcast.
1: I definitely agree. I think this is going to be really fun. I think they're quick. Hopefully the listeners like them and we want to know where this breaking news falls on your deadbolt test. So please reach out to us on the socials. We're on Instagram at check the locks pod, Twitter at check the locks. Join our Facebook group. It is an amazing place. So many awesome people talking about amazing things. We would love to have you. If you want to leave us a voicemail and let you know what you think, you can do that at checkthelockspod.com. Click the little microphone or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. That's it. That is the very first episode of Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the short on time. Join us next week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case.
0: I like what what you did there.
1: (laughs) Until then... Don't forget to
0: check the locks.
1: See you next week.